0: Ian, as my smartest friend, I was really hoping you would uh, help answer this uh, trivia question for me. Um, are you ready? I really
1: hope I'm not your smartest friend, but yes, I'm ready.
0: <sighs> okay, great. So, um, Ian, why is it that cockroaches are often found dead on their back? Or maybe a better way to ask this, why do cockroaches die on their back?
1: Um, You know, I think of this as an existential problem, I think that they True. get so caught up in, in the the drama of their daily lives, right. the the constant coming and going. And they're always always facing down. You yeah. know, the cockroaches are always like, it's just like, what's right? What, where are the crumbs right in front of me? You mm-hmm. know, like, I'm always thinking of the crumbs. I'm always thinking of the crumbs. Mm-hmm. And then when they die, they reach the end of their cockroach life and they go, they go, I've wasted my life, much like humans. They go, I've wasted my life. <laughs> And in a in a final act of desperation they they hurl themselves back and they look up. And they look up at the at the the wondrous blue sky or or the depth of man's fluorescent tubes that we've <laughs> made in the bathroom of a Denny's and they say If I could do it all over again, I would ah! 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 And then they die because of. I'm assuming they ate cockroach poison. And <laughs> that's <laughs> and that's the last thing that they they say and do. Yeah, uh, uh, that's uh, spot on, Ian, as
0: always. So without the, without the start the show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sluts, welcome to Camp Reeducation. It's an immersive boot camp into the world we thought we knew. We are your hosts, Ian and Shay, diving headfirst, concluding nay, our two-week immersion into the world of country music camp. Shay. Yes. Uh, your turn uh, to do something now. Finally, for once.
0: They need me. They want me. Uh, so uh, to anyone wondering what the real answer for why cockroaches uh, end up dying on their back. Honestly, Ian, that was pretty close. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, uh, like, the answer that I, that I found online was just that it's like a spasm. You know, that they, like, have really? a spasm, and then when they're on, like, a clean linoleum floor, which is where we often find them on their backs, uh, that we're like, oh, they're dying on their backs, whatever, but it's just because they have nothing to grasp onto, they're, they've had nerve damage, they, like, they're, you know, they're not very uh, dexterous oh. at that point, but I'd like to, I mean, it's it's totally true... Or possible, at least that they're they're doing that intentionally. They're Like fuck it, slamming one limb, one limb down, and they're like, "I want to see the sky." And to, like as you said, to their dismay, it's just the tile paneling in the uh, the high school bathroom.
1: This literally, this literally seems like the plot of a Disney movie. Like it's like it really it's like Ratatouille, does. but it's a cockroach yeah. that wants to see the sky before he dies.
0: Yeah, this is a uh, Bugs Life 3D or something like that. coming to theaters Jesus. near you.
1: Yeah. Oh my god! All right. Well, uh, speaking of a bugs life. Uh we have the next best thing, <laughs> which is what no, we kind of do because in A Bug's Life it's like this like it's this lovely proletarian film where these bugs realize that like they're the ones who control the means of production and at any time they could take back the factory from the grasshoppers. Um and I feel like that's kind of what country music tried to be for a long time, like the music of the people and has it been reduced to mere musical confetti, is it nothing more than decoration on the decadent American landscape, mm. slowly rotting on the sun, lying on its back like a cockroach going ah! <laughs> 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 All this and more
0: in today's episode of Camp Reeducation. education But before we get too far into it, we have the amazing sultry sounds of today's featured artist. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll have to go to Spotify to hear it, but right now we get to bathe in the beautiful Sonic Bliss of the Jerichos with their song, Even If You Are a Cactus. If you want to hear that entire song, make sure you stick around to the very end where we will play it in full. And uh, beyond our amazing, beautiful, uh, beyond our beautiful, amazing musical guest, we also have our country music guest who uh, serves today the role of our resident country music expert, at least far more knowledgeable than we are. Uh, That, of course, is Josh Tobias. He is a musician who previously, as we will talk about at great length in a little bit here, previously was a pop and r singer and producer, and he has recently made the switch to country music, and we got to pick his brain about that transition
2: and uh, get to learn a little bit more about his journey. Uh, so my name is Joshua Tobias. I am a singer-songwriter. I've been putting out music since, say, 2015, and... Um, I have recently decided to make the pivot into country music, um, and if um, you have listened to my music, you'll know that that is quite a significant pivot. Um, and I'm just navigating that right now. Um, you know, I'm from Long Island. I'm Jewish. Um, I think I could probably carve out somewhat of a niche in the in the country space, and uh, that's what I'm uh, hoping to do with the next uh, few years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so be sure to check him out. You'll hear him momentarily. Uh, and then just a friendly reminder for anybody listening, uh, if you're watching us, you should be subscribed. If you're not already, what are you doing? And if you're listening to us, you should be subscribed so you can watch us. What are you doing? Uh, just a friendly reminder again that we are now on... What? I said friendly moment Anyway, fuck it. Yeah, we're on YouTube. Don't forget we're on Patreon. If you want to hear today's interview in full, uh, it was a rip-roaring good time. You can, t- no, you can go to com forward slash <laughs> Patreon. No, that's backwards. You go to patreon.com forward slash campreeducation and you can subscribe to get access to interviews and other fun goodies. So it was interesting talking to Josh because I don't think uh, two things. Number one, he is making the transition into country. So I think that he is probably thinking about country far more than somebody who might already well be established and is more of an, a, like a, well, what, what is water situation and answer right. every question uh, with, well, well, fuck man, that's just country. And then never clarifying. And then two, he's like, uh, I, I coming, I guess he's, I was going to say, I guess he's Jewish. He's uh, no, he is. He's uh he's a, He may be country music's first Jewish guy. Uh, Yes, maybe. And so we, I guess just jumping right
0: into it, we talked to him about it. We're like, well, country has a huge diversity problem. So like, how do you deal with the diversity in, in country music and like how do you deal with making the transition of being a Jew? Are you allowed to say a Jew? For some reason- it
1: didn't I, say It didn't sound good the way you said it just know. I, I feel like
0: <laughs> South Park made that like, uh, like a slur now. I don't know, a Jewish person, whatever. We asked him these questions and then he had an answer. We're about to play that for you right now. Are you allowed to say Jew? <laughs> like, what's, what's, <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think to a certain extent, um, and this is getting a little bit conspiratorial, but I think maybe pop country music is probably used as a vehicle for like the, to push like a uh, Protestant, white kind of American ideal for what certain powerful people might believe is what, you know, what real Americans look like. And I think country music has is, is, is probably been used as a tool for that means uh i think for for i think since it was became really popular um and again i, I that's not something that i can really confirm <laughs> uh but i,
1: I think you know, i think we'd be inclined to agree with you on that. So, <laughs> like you're
2: not you're not yeah you're a yeah.
1: good yeah. like your company when you say that
2: yeah so it's not really like uh and it's 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 at no fault of the artists who are dominating the genre um but i think it just that's just how that's what the reality is um and it's funny because i've i I am struggling with how open I want to be and how, um, I guess, what's the word? Like uh, intentional I want to be with my Jew- Jewishness uh, as I you know, navigate country music. And uh, I've actually decided that I'm just gonna put out good old country music and just try to get as much buzz as I can purely based off the merit of my music and, and, and then Ease people into the reality that I uh, am a a J.
1: (laughs) Maybe not intentionally, but I do think it's befitting for him to say conspiratorial, especially considering he's going to be making music for a demographic that I think largely also believes that like Jews control the media. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be, I think, you know, it's weird. Like, I wouldn't say like, oh, he should hide that. But my thought is like, man, they're going to find out he's Jewish and they're going to be like, oh, the Jews are infiltrating our music now. Not the, <laughs> Not the sacred. No, as soon as he said
0: that, I, and like, and it was interesting because during our conversation, it was clear. I mean, even just in that clip, you know, it was clear. He's just like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to drop the J card yet. And it's, I I can't imagine... I I feel like he's denying the inherent history of racism that country music has had when he's talking about this because it seems like he's going in uh, somewhat... I mean, very open-minded to the point where it's like maybe even naive to to assume. I mean, he's like... You know, he's a white passing dude. You know, I I guess I don't know. I don't. I, you know, fuck, I don't know to comment on his fucking ethnic
1: ethnic appearance. But yeah, I think I think we should row right out of this uh, current that we're being swept into. <laughs> but I think it I mean honestly, I feel like that matters
0: in this genre. Like I think the listeners of country music are going to care if this person is actually white. You know, actually with air quotes, or like if they're white enough to be making country music, especially when they find out that he's a Jewish man from Long Island. (laughs) Like I can't imagine like fucking uh, uh, your average Toby Keith listener or like Brooks and Dunn listener being like, man, if only they were Jewish and from Long Island, then they could really understand my unique struggle.
1: Identity is so much at the forefront of country music. And it gets to the heart of this question we were asking ourselves last week, whether it's just cynicism that a lot of these musicians are essentially, you know, maybe not necessarily writing from experience, but they're telling stories about what they think people's experiences are. And the more successful they get in the genre, the farther away they get from the average person's lived experience. And at at what point are you more just like perpetuating a a fantasy that has like no ties or roots in, in reality? And then, you know, it's just a system that kind of, Uh, I don't want to say perpetuates again, but yeah, like it's just self-perpetuates, right? Mm. It's interesting that he's deciding to do that um, because, I mean, does it feel, I mean, I feel bad saying this because I liked Josh a lot and I really appreciated him coming on, but does that in and of itself feel inauthentic? So like, and why would you even want to make music for people that you feel you have to hide something from? Like never when I was making music was I like, I better leave out that uh, my wiener is curved weird.
0: <laughs> in fact, you know, some people made entire careers off of that, like Little Dicky. You know, like the <laughs> the authentic, um, authenticity is what people crave, which is interesting because, like, when you ask people, like, I remember um, when fucking Brad Paisley was doing his song about uh, air quotes What Is Country" at the CMAs in like 2010 or 2011. They talked about sincerity and being genuine and being real. And if you have to hide that authenticity from your fans, like you're inherently being dishonest to the uh, to the idea of country music, which is fascinating because, I mean, and only because of like the racist fans that you're trying to have support you. You know, when you're trying to sell an idea to like a, a group of people who inherently... Are intre- c- could be interested if it weren't for some other, like, racist... I mean, I don't know. I don't... Man, I feel like I'm just talking everything up to racism here. And, like, I feel like there's, like, an oversimplification. I'm just, like, saying, like, country, mus- country music fans are just racist. But I feel like they are, man. Like, I-, I don't know. I feel like we are talking about Trump country when we're, like, who country fans even are. And so, like, you know... I don't know. So it's like, could you be authentically, you know, we talked about this with Josh, like, you know, could you be authentically atheist and be like a, a country music fan? Uh, I'm sorry, a country music songwriter and have yeah. anyone want to listen to you? Because I, I, don't, I don't really think you could. I think that like cha- it's too far out of the fantasy of country to, to work.
1: I agree with you on the oversimplification thing, and like I'm hesitant to say that because like I don't want to I don't want to generalize. You know, it's like it, it's it's too easy, and like honestly, like I feel like it's then you're boiling country down to like red blue politics, right? And right. I, I think you're you're pulling the rug out from under you, in, in in regards to like ever being able to like reach common ground with people that you probably have more in common with than you might think, but it's just mm. like yeah i mean like i don't know man propaganda is a hell of a drug and like i don't think we ever came to a satisfying answer on whether that's what this fucking is a lot of the time um but kind of like uh, I, i i don't know in terms of like further exploring that idea we asked him about this idea of like oh okay like let's say hypothetically that is who your fans are like how do you reconcile with the fact that you're essentially like voluntarily signing up to go work for, you know, uh, Trump, Trump America. And here's what he has to say about that. Uh,
2: no, I, 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 you know, I accept the fact that there's a lot of ignorant people that like country music. There's a lot of ignorant people that like every genre, but, um, you know, I'm aware of the history, you know, I, 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 uh, I think about like you know during the vietnam era you know there was a country song called like green berets and that was like really popular among to push like the pro-war agenda mm-hmm. and then toby keith his whole deal is just like Polar you got it in america you, yeah you got it <laughs> these colors don't run you know what i mean <laughs> that's like his whole thing uh, yeah. and people fuck with toby keith <laughs> yeah it's complicated because i mean he's like uh, he supports the veterans but he also supports war. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So bombing uh, Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's interesting. Um but I you know because I am just the way I lead politically and the way I feel about things I'm not going to be mm-hmm. contributing to that. Uh, I'm just going to kind of use the music or kind of create music in in the space that uh, I think I will be not inherently evil. <laughs> so yeah. um that's how I feel about it. But yeah, it, it, it's weird definitely it's definitely i'm I'm doing something i don't think that is uh necessarily easy or uh, is bound to you know have people question my motives i'm not yeah but yeah just to just to just to i guess clear the air i'm not trying to contribute to um the military industrial complex (laughs) by making this pivot into country music
0: And I want to ask you, like, do you think there is a way to be active in country music without contributing to the potentially problematic themes that are prevalent? Even if you don't sing them yourself, like if you build up the country space and in country space, there is like s- some implicit racism, like God over country, um, you know, the idea of mixing politics and religion um, and, you know, like sexism and like, you know, what, you know, the, imperialism that we see in there like is it possible to be proactive in a country space and not implicit in those aspects
1: implicitly involved i i I think absolutely and um i i you know i kind of i kind of applaud him for wanting to create a space where those sorts of things can be this like not th- I, I like where something different can can be discussed. And it's funny because, like, you know, w- you and I uh, m- I feel like met a lot this week to kind of bounce ideas off each other because we did struggle with a lot of the questions we were asking because it's like, are we being um like dismissive? Or are we being diminutive Are we like uh, uh you know, um uh, overly generalizing? and uh what are the comparisons that we came to was like, uh, I, the opposite end of the spectrum was just, like, you know, hip-hop, right? Where it's, like, everyone wants to go to, like, they want to talk about gangster rap, and they want to talk about, like, Ice-T's, like, Cop Killer, and it was just funny, because, like, that shit was from, like, the fucking 90s or whatever, right? right. And, like, there's, like, boomers are still traumatized by it, mm-hmm. in Gen X too. But, I mean, even within, like, hip-hop as well, like, there are so many, like, you have... um. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, uh, and on one end of the spectrum, you have fucking Megan Thee Stallion, uh, you know, like singing wet ass pussy, and like Kendrick Lamar is like to pimp a butterfly, Um, and uh, God man, who's the really who's the one I really like that whose name I always fucking forget? Who did kick push? You remember? Not Lupe Fiasco. Lupe Fiasco, yeah. yeah Lupe Fiasco? He has okay. um uh oh god, uh, Black All Black Everything is a fucking like amazing, like very political song in terms of like reimagining race relations in the United States, bitch bad, which re examines like hyper masculinity within the like hip hop framework. Um so it's like you know, you wouldn't look at rap and be like uh, you know, oh it's it's all contributing to um violence. Or it's all glorifying like violence and um, like gang lifestyles when there's so many different types of movements within hip hop. So it's mm-hmm. I think it's the same for country.
0: You know, I know there are themes in hip hop, you know, in the same way that there are themes in country music, but it doesn't feel as pigeonholed as country music can come across. Like if you want to be really successful and maybe, maybe I'm just being myopic right now, but it, it feels like if you want to be really successful in country music, you know, you sing about beer, whiskey, babes, uh, nostalgia of any kind, um, mm. and then you're like successful or like not successful, but you you have a, at least a winning recipe, regardless. Of, you know, like if how the execution works. Um, I feel like maybe i you know, as I say this, I'm like maybe that's also the case for like hip hop and other genres. Like I know it's definitely the case for like EDM, you know, or like uh, dance music generally. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It still feels like there's something there. And I guess like in the best case scenario, you're making country music. Who are your listeners in the best case scenario? Like if you want to be like a pro- if like he seems like a progressive left-leaning dude, like if you have the that that ethical framework, who are you trying to sell to? Like is he trying to profit off of Trump supporters or like I don't know, like who could he, po- I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, who could he possibly be trying to get money from like in an ethical way? Or is it ethical to accept money from anyone if you're, as long as you're making good art?
1: I would say like their money is probably better off in his pocket than like Toby <laughs> Keith's, you know? But I mean like, you know, it's it's weird because I, I like he mentioned as well, like Toby Keith is probably donating to like foundations that help disabled veterans and shit Mm -hmm. um and i don't know what josh's foundation would be but i have a feeling you and i would be like fuck yeah with it but it's funny when you mentioned the vietnam war too because like the vietnam war is like really where and and country was always political but mostly because they were always trying to like you know spread the word like play and make money wherever they could like early country uh you know like one uh country musicians could be booked for like uh, a commune a pro communism rally one week and then a Ku Klux Klan meeting the next. Jesus Christ, like it was just. But I mean, no, it's like it's really though. Like it was because it was all about populism, right? It was all about like bringing people together, people over power, and um in the Vietnam, like that switched or whatever because uh, I-, I guess what had happened was like most of the people being drafted were disproportionately being drafted from the south. So a lot of country musicians felt like they needed to, you know, like, I guess like represent their base and sing songs for who they felt were people doing their duty. And like, I'm thinking of Merle Haggard's song, like they don't smoke dope in Muskogee or something like that. And okay. like, he's got lines in the song about like, oh, we don't burn our our draft cards and and shit like that and uh you know i i think that kind of drew a line in the sand in terms of like are you are you with us or against us like mm-hmm. you know our boys are over here fighting for freedom uh where you know quote unquote like quote where unquote. where do you stand uh, on 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 the line yeah but uh, that, that didn't answer your question at all that was compl- that was a completely different uh tario. but i mean you guess i guess you kind of get what i'm saying right like
0: uh, i mean i don't know i mean i i can see like who country listeners are but like best case are you saying that country listeners would be people like the best case country listeners you could have are like people who just have like in their mind a noble cause
1: no oh god that's not what i'm saying at all because that's what confederate <laughs> soldiers were like they they, they believed sure. in the lost cause yeah So then,
0: then who are the best case listeners then for country there is, music i don't like, i don't know you
1: and man. me uh i don't no, but it's like there's a difference I think between a, a listener and a fan. Mm. And I think the fan is very much rooted in like the country identity wherein I think for the the I think the country music fan has like a perennial chip on their shoulder. Mm. and it's, you know, you and I were joking off the record that like no other genre mentions the country in it. like rappers aren't like, you know, farmers just don't understand motherfucker and like oh i don't yeah i don't know why okay moving off of that Um, jesus christ it was like my dad imitating a black person i didn't i was not comfortable with that um like okay let's say eminem i'm eminem now so it's okay he's like oh never go to farms in michigan bitch i killed my wife um and, like, in pop music, like, you know, uh, Bruno Mars isn't like, you know, outback Cadillac, I'm never going to a log cabin. Mm-hmm. Like, country music is, like, the only genre that, l- like, reliably will mention that it's they're, they're better off in the South than they would ever be up North. And, like, you know, last time we talked about um, OnlyFarmers.com, that dating site. Like, can mm-hmm. you imagine if Tinder came out and they were like, you know, swipe to find a girlfriend? Those dirty, filthy, fucking farmers would never learn how to use this website.
0: Well, I feel like that's implicitly true when everyone already gets it, which I think is why (laughs) farmers only had to make. Oh, of course, they had to make a very simple version. uh, Yeah. So, if you're a farmer out there, uh, this podcast is not for you. Farmer folks just don't get it. (laughs) But uh, to to your point, uh, Ian, I feel like, um, yeah, it's true that uh, yeah we're not like like we, like I speak for all like urbanites in the U S but like, you know, like in, um, in pop music and hip hop and, you know, electronic music and indie, we don't often talk about, um, you know, excluding country people at all, but like, especially hip hop talks a lot about the lived experience they have in the, like in inner city. Like that's often talked about like Atlanta hip hop, like often talks about what it's like growing up in like the South as a black person, um, in, uh, I mean, you know it's funny i'm like even indie music talks about like life in the suburbs you know which is also not like the rural life you know like a lot of the themes that talk about is like they talk about suburban life so it's not but they also
1: like, but they but they don't explicitly state they don't like they'll you know, never say. move to the country yeah. like you know like the 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 this the country in these songs is never like An an entity that is, uh, you know, nefarious or out to get them, (laughs) ruin their way of life.
0: Yeah, well, I would say, like, you know, you're you're absolutely right. Um, But I will say that, like, when the country folk, when they're, like, shitting on the city, uh, I feel like a lot of the times... I have heard like a couple of examples I was like, damn you really hate the city but like a lot of the times it feels like it's just like "Ah, we have our own simple life out here but it's true I mean like country life is simpler and you know it is like a slower life it's a different lifestyle like and, and no one argues that obviously I and I think that they like
1: I think it's I think I think that's incorrect and I'm mm. gonna let you
0: finish and then I'm gonna explain why well no now I, you fucking interrupted me go ahead and defend yourself <laughs> I'm, I'm, I I <laughs> It was more for me. I'm like, I don't want to forget. I've got something to
1: say about this. No, go ahead. So I know, but I think like, I think in the city you're surrounded by millions of people to the extent that when a relationship no longer serves its purpose, it is easier for you to sever ties and never have to see someone again. And I know someone who's going through this right now and the solution is just cut this person out of your life. When you live in a rural area, when your community is smaller interpersonal relationships are far much more complicated because you cannot cut these people out of your life and you are forced to navigate a far more complicated social structure hierarchy rules norms and navigate like different types of of gossip and information sharing than you ever would have to in the, in like in an urban area not to mention the fact that the lack of infrastructure makes your life more complicated the lack of ability to gain resources like lower wages poor uh, I already mentioned the you know less infrastructure for all intents and purposes, it is not simple at all. It's just one of the many lies country music oh. spreads that people start to fucking believe.
0: Oh, uh, when you were like telling, I was like, it's a different lifestyle. And you're like, I thought that's the point you were contradicting or like uh, arguing. I was like, how is that not a different lifestyle? But oh, you're, you're on the It's more complicated.
1: Point. It's not simple. Yeah. Yeah. You said it's a- yeah. It's. Well, I, know, I, feel, I feel like they praise, like, it's just, you know, we just keep things simple down here. No, you don't. Well, you're would, lying. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, obviously navigating social interactions when you can never escape them when you're like, and I imagine it's very hard for your wife to also be your cousin. Like, I know that's a very <laughs> challenging thing to navigate for everyone involved. But like, nonetheless, like, I think there, I don't know, I feel like there's a simplicity and maybe this is just from, from visiting, you know, like I've never spent a lot of time living in the country, but, uh, you know, my dad lives, you know, far it is, you know, it's funny. He lives on, like, five acres. Like, I, I grew up on a dirt road. My dad's not even on a dirt road. Like, whatever. But, like, you know, it's like you're, like, out there where you can, like, just fucking shoot assault rifles in your yard, like, in Texas. Like, that vibe. It yeah. feels country enough. Anyway, when I go out there, it still does feel like a simple life. Like, you drive everywhere. Like, you know, there's, like, you you know where you're going to eat. It's either the fucking Checkers, the fucking Burger King, or the fucking McDonald's, or mm. you're going to go to, like, Piggly Wigglies or one of these other, like, rural places, and you're going to get steak and you're going to eat it with potatoes and that that's like all you're going to fucking do like the, you know there's like a prescription to life that i think is is what they refer to. And I think it is simple in some ways. Like here, I I don't know, and and I'm oversimplifying again, but like here, like lifestyle in uh, my lifestyle in New York, it's like, okay, well, where the, like who the fuck am I going to run into? I could literally run into anyone. Like I have no idea what I'm going to see walking out my door. Literally, I have no fucking idea. Like today, for instance, and I'm sure a lot of New Yorkers can relate, it was just an ungodly amount of dog shit smeared everywhere in front of my house. Like what (laughs) the fuck? Just use a goddamn bag and throw it away. There's a trash can like every fucking... In front of every fucking house, just fucking throw it away. Regardless, yeah. um, I think I just wanted to talk about the dog shit. <laughs>
3: uh, I,
1: I'm, gl- I'm glad. I'm glad you found a space for it. Kudos. So, like, and you, we wonder why cockroaches die on their backs, looking up, right? Yeah, so, I, yeah but I don't know. Like, I, I still do think. I definitely do think that in turn, if we're thinking about a white audience, I think that there's the you know the chip on the shoulder. Yeah. and I do think that like I think the north absolutely lives rent free in the fucking South's heads mm-hmm. it's like that old joke right like oh what does the north think of the South they it don't. doesn't yeah yeah exactly <laughs> 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 um but I think I think that at the root of that is like this white anxiety you know that it's mm. just like oh my god like uh our, we're losing our way of life oh, and they right. think that that's and they think that that's tied to identity politics when really that's tied to transnational capital you know like and I'm thinking right. of farms in arizona they're like you know like oh my god like gay people are gonna move into our neighborhood and 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 make us eat quiche and uh like you know under their noses i think it was like kuwait or whatever bought like all of the water rights in arizona and like literally built industrial wells and like completely drained all of these towns resources and i'm like and you were worried about quiche
0: right so yeah, it was definitely like a Republican governor who approved it all. And it's like, yeah, I'm here for jobs. And it's like, hey, don't worry about your
1: water. There's
0: jobs coming soon.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's funny, though. It's like, there is, I think, at the heart of country music, it, you know, when we think about, especially we're thinking consciously about, right, who's the audience for this? I think that country music outlines beautifully uh and functions as like an excellent illustration of the like absolute ineffectiveness of identity politics and what i mean by that is i think of the way that capitalism has this very special way in terms of like so that it can consistently never run out of things to commodify it ends up like you turn you're suffering or you turn the things that are like make your life difficult into an aspect of your identity like oh you live in a on a dirt road and every time you drive on this like gravel asphalt your windshield cracks that's not a tragedy that's country oh you don't have access to you live in a food desert and like you have to catch fish and you, sometimes you don't get vegetables that's country oh there's no hospitals around and you had to duct tape your finger back on after you cut it off with a buds buzz, saw. that's not you know uh shoddy healthcare infrastructure that's country and i don't think this is and i know that like the north likes to kind of like stick its uh th- wait what's it th- thumb it thumb the nose up whatever I really have no like idea. look at that look at that and laugh but the north is just as guilty of this like it, in urban areas it's the same fucking thing and i'm thinking of like like oh you have to have five roommates and then they turn it into a, the new Fox comedy uh, uh, Rent a Rooney or whatever and like every episode is just them trying to out I'm thinking about two broke girls right following right. like and we made a we made a meme about this on the site but it's like you know oh the joke is that they're poor get it ha 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 so it's like. You know, um, I, I feel like your misfortune is kind of laid bare in front of you, and in an order to, I guess, retain some semblance of dignity, you turn it into an identity, and then you take pride in that. Mm. And I think country music kind of highlights the the I, I don't know, like the the. For me, it's, it's very sorrowful. Like I look at that, I'm like, oh my god! Like, look, at you're eating it up. Why?
0: Mm. Well, you know, it's funny because, I mean, there are, like, the roots of country is, like, blues. Like, it's inherently, like, there's a lot of that in its history, Mm. I think, where you turn, like, your sorrow into, you know, you sing your sorrow. And, I mean, like, uh, honestly, I was listening um, on my jog this morning. I was listening to a bunch of songs. I was, like, talking about, like, uh, brown eyes crying blue or something like that. Or, no, brown Mm. eyes turning blue. I can't remember. But it was, like, talking about, like, being sad. Um, And I was just like, oh, yeah, there's, like, so much. I mean, there is a bunch of fucking sorrow in in country music generally i don't know what how how else are you supposed to deal with challenging situations i at least you know like in the 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 contrast in like the commodification in in rent-a-rooney you know this this falls (laughs) fox special like at least it's like (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry i love that you used the name of the show Uh, you know like I feel like the inherent differences here is like no one like really likes that. You know what I mean? And like maybe and, and, and maybe to your point or maybe the point you're making is like that it's just a matter of time. You know, after season four, you will we'll be like, oh, my God, what a fucking amazing lifestyle those five people had together. I want that. You know, I want to be a rent a roonster myself and, you know, do, do the whatever in the way that in the same way that country music fans have adopted their lifestyle. But I, I also don't know, like hardship. Is going back into the 1800s, and like when you're talking about like the Scottish influence of country music, like the folk mm, intra- mm. influence, like hardship has been in there from the beginning. Um, I don't know. Let's if, not
1: forget. Let's not forget the the roots too of formerly freed slaves. Absolutely. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Like
0: so. There, I mean, freed hardship former it, slaves. Sorry. <laughs> so like it's it's in there. It's in there deep. I honestly don't hate that aspect of it. Like that's one of the aspects that I do find to be mm. uh, a little bit more palatable maybe redeemable depending on the one you ask me
1: Yeah, no, but i mean it's i, I don't know it's just to me it seems interesting that like and i think I, I don't know like part of me thinks like this is why we can't have better things like why why it's been so hard to like initiate progress in the fucking south man like jesus Christ. like for the most part it's urbanized like, why mm. isn't there better infrastructure? You know, like, why, why did, why did Doctors Without Borders have to go to fucking Appalachia? You know, mm. like, in the richest country in the world, like, it, it's, it's fucking, it's mind blowing to me. And to try and like air, airbrush over that and be like, you know, that, like, that hashtag, that's just country. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like that's that's I think where my problem with like placating the country audience comes from. Like, like uh, less. Less Toby Keith, more fucking like the, the um, dead Kennedys of country or something like that. Like, bring bring back that shit. It's just like, you know, and it's funny, too, because we joked about like rebel country. Um, and like all these fuckers flying like Confederate flags like yeah, rebellion. And then on the same like literally in the exact same tune talking about like going to Iraq. And uh, the, the parallel to that is like after England, like, you know, um, sub- uh, subjugated India. And then made Indians fight in their, like, you know, wars around the globe. It's it's the same energy. It's like right. the exact same energy. Is like, oh, you're like, I'm a rebel. Oh, this land conquered me. Oh, I'm going to fight in this, this conquering land's wars because that's patriotic. Even though I still fly the flag of the, the nation that lost to this country. It's just like, I, I don't know. Like, there's so much irony and there's so much, like, it's, it's, it stands so loudly for nothing. It's deafening.
0: It's uh really well put. I actually really like that little ending there. Yeah, I like that too. It's like, ooh, who's ooh, oh, got uh, <laughs> 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 to tie the Titan? So um no, I think you're bringing up some great points. Um we've we've gotten far away from our guest, um, which is a shame because he does have some good points still there in the chamber to use some overused <laughs> country expressions, uh, or at least themes. So uh we asked Josh, like a little bit about kind of this idea of just like okay well what is interesting about the South like what are you doing in the country space like what are you going to add to it like what is your whole reason of making this transition uh, into country and why do you like the South like what's worth idolizing and here's what he had to say
2: about it Um, I think I want to really write songs and really really use the genre as a means of like challenging its um, conventions. Uh, mm. I think whenever, you know, there's again, going back to the idea that country music for in a lot of ways um, kind of like pushes forth all these like right-wing Protestant uh, mm. conservative ideals. So yeah. that makes me want to write a song about uh, you know, being vulnerable as a man it makes me want to write a song about struggling with mental health. It makes me want to write a song about uh, all the, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever can challenge that. I think is is really interesting to me. Um, and you know, just to go back to your, the part of your question, um, what's interesting about the South? I think America as a whole uh, is in a you know, we we constantly have to just reevaluate and question our very problematic history, and the South is probably the biggest uh, the region where that conversation and, and those those questions need to be asked. And so, people like country music in the South, though, that can be an avenue uh, for that as well. I don't. I haven't heard of a country song written by a, or sung performed by a white person about like my privilege, for example. I haven't heard a country song about, you know, like why the stars and bars are fucked up, you know? So there's a, of, there's a lot of space there. I want to be subversive, exactly, yeah. I, I, I want to get my foot in the door by writing really, really catchy shit so I like, can establish myself. And then I want to be like, I want to fuck with people's minds. <laughs> That's my goal.
0: So I love the energy he comes at this with. Like I, I actually like when when he was telling me this, and when we were talking with him, I was just like, "I'm sorry, Ian." When he was telling us this, when we were talking with him, I really forgiven. Thank you, brother. I I really was like, I I just love that. I was like, "Yeah, no, dude. Yeah, fuck fuck the system. Like undermine this shit. Like get in there." And then I was like. I like took me a second. I took a step back and I was like, "I'm not sure a song about white privilege in the country space would work at all." Like, I don't think we're. I think we're ten to fifteen years out from when like the whoever the next fucking Taylor Swift is, uh, is is gonna come along and like do her like breakout song or his breakout song, and then just be like, "Yeah, white Like, you know, fuck white privilege, dismantle the patriarchy. Like, I don't see that happening at all anytime soon. So like, and like, do you think? <laughs> Do you think in the country space like you could sell a song
1: about white privilege right now? So I'm thinking I'm thinking about it in like this context. So like you have someone who thinks that uh they need to teach that like uh mm. someone who like you know, oh you need to hear this. You need to learn this. And I'm just thinking about like kind of the same energy like I like I don't know like a, a rapper who's like I'm going to sing a song uh I'm going to make a rap song called Welfare Queens. Uh, like i I mean right like i'm assuming that would not go over well Mm. you know
0: yeah i imagine that the people (laughs) the people who they're talking to like just don't really don't especially and like uh, you know it's it's so interesting because like i only bring this up because i really think it would matter to the listeners of country but i think especially a man who self-identifies as jewish from new york like they're like a a jewish urbanite they're not they're I don't think they're gonna fuck. They're gonna be like you out. You're just a fucking poser, you know. Like you're coming in here and you're just trying to infiltrate. Like I think, I think they'll 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 read his motives too soon, you know. Like yeah. I, I don't know who would have to do it. It would have to be. I mean, I love. I don't know. He has the right idea. It would have to be someone who comes in, wins their hearts over by singing some beautiful country ballads or jams mm. or like hardcore party-rocking country music and then be like, yeah, fucking Josh gets it, man. He is like the country mm. king. And then be like, hey, have you guys ever considered like implicit racial bias? And they'll be like, ha no dude, fuck you. You're canceled. Take the Dixie out of your name and get out of here.
1: <laughs> I, that's what I'm thinking of, man. Again, yeah. like I'm thinking of, thinking of the Dixie chicks, right? Mm-hmm. Who, you know, and I actually looked it up. Apparently, Apparently at a concert or something, they were like, oh, we're embarrassed that the president is from Texas or something like that, which like, I would get too. Like I would actually be pissed as well. Like if like if they came out and were like, "We think the Iraq War is a farce to help bolster the military industrial complex and and create a false sense of American prosperity and give us, you know, it, it instill in us the same sense of uh, uh, of pride that we took in fighting the Cold War," then like yeah, I would get the cancellation. Or no, I would. Then I'd be. Like, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" But. Um, right. Apparently, they were just like, we're embarrassed that the president is from Texas. Like, smart people can come from Texas. Like, I'm right. sure that they're like, I've never met one, but I'm sure they there <laughs> Yeah, there's like, I there, have. there is
0: like an aspect of like, maybe classism or regionalism, if that's like a fucking thing that matters. But like, uh, yeah, no, I, so wait, back, back up just a little bit. So that's why they got canceled is because of that? Or no, they just also said that.
1: I was, uh, I checked out a book. On the Ooh. history of country music, Who and one are of the and, look at me go. One of the examples that they used was the Dixie Chicks, and apparently they said uh, we're embarrassed that the president is from Texas. Mm. And I guess that got conflated. I mean, maybe it was. Maybe maybe they were embarrassed because of the uh, Iraq War, and and maybe are they I'm, from Texas, I'm, the Dixie Chicks, because that would make sense if they're like
0: we're from Texas, we're embarrassed that this piece of shit president is also from Texas. Like, All right, well, there's
1: only one thing left to do. That makes Where sense. Where are the dicks? No, not with the C. The wrong way. Di, that Dixie. Dixie chicks from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas, Texas. Yeah, so I guess I guess that makes more look, sense.
0: Look at the context king coming in here. I, you know what? That was a great learning experience for both of us. I think like you got to learn how to Google for the first <laughs> time in Campy Education history. Which I think that was awesome. the first time I maybe
1: Googled something in the history of the show.
0: And I got to learn how to how it feels to graci- graciously accept being right. So this is <laughs> this is great for both
1: of us. Uh, I don't like how either of those things felt. I'm, I'm I'm coming out in opposition to both of them, to learning and to grace. Um, nice, yeah, noise. Nice. But uh, yeah, man, I I don't know. And you know what? You know where I think this comes from. I was thinking a lot also about like the history of the South um, because I, I thought a lot about like what it means to be Southern when I lived in in the South, and mm. I thought about it a lot when I was traveling abroad, but it means like come from the South and like, you know, my parents, uh, someone would always tell me that, uh, you're, whenever you travel, you're an ambassador for your country, you know, like you're the only impression someone might get from, you know, uh, the United States or from Florida. Um, and people tell me all the time, like when they find out I'm from Florida, they're like, Oh, like you don't strike me as a Floridian. Um, I'm like what do you, do you think I was gonna like pull an alligator out of my pants and like train it to bite your dick like uh, explain that to me but i I think that when we you know earlier we mentioned the chip on the shoulders of like southerners and i don't I think it's just like the through line in like southern history right mm. like at like post post civil war um where first they blamed like you know the the north for uh like there are absolutely dilapidated conditions after they admittedly did come in and like, fuck up all their Sherman burned down Georgia.
0: Um, Well, you know, I will say like it, it, just to go back a little bit to what you're saying about the, the, the feelings of being Southern, like, first of all, I don't even know if I consider it. like I it's funny you say that we're from the south like you more than me but even then because I'm you know I'm f- for people who don't know Florida geography like I'm from South Florida it's way more Miami vibes than it is fucking Atlanta vibes and uh know I said the
1: last time we get it you're from Miami Ooh. I just I, you know I got that latin blood so I it's th- like, you know what? No, you lived in like the New Jersey of Miami. Okay, That's Shut true. <laughs> that's really true. You know,
0: it's funny because I like brag about v- two very different ideas uh, often. When I talk- it's like, yeah, dirt roads, country farms. Like I get it, but it's like, oh, but it was like Miami is country. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like,
1: imagine, make up your fucking mind. <laughs> imagine Miami in 1840. Yeah,
0: right? <laughs> that's basically what, what it was. Well, what I was going to say was like, I, I had, and I guess... I don't know exactly what the point is here, but I remember when I would go abroad and I would introduce myself, uh, they would say, where are you from? And I remember this all the time, like, you know, they'd be like, tell me where you're from. And I would never say America ever because I hated the connotation, but I was very happy to say Florida, actually. And I would say, and people would be like, oh, Florida. Wow. And I think the thing people immediately associate with that, and I think the reason I liked it was like beaches and like mm. Orlando and Disney and like that aspect of it. So uh, like, and I know that's, that's a little bit different than the the connotation that you'd have with the South. I think if I had said like Alabama, or if I said Georgia and people mm. knew what that was, you know, like the people I was talking to abroad. They're like, oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, they'd be like, oh, you're so, you're like, oh, that's like, you know, that's like really like deep South country, right? Like, what's it like yeah. growing there? And I, you don't, know, I don't know, honestly, I think I would probably have an affinity towards it, like a nostalgic affinity to some degree that these people do. And mm-hmm. just to, to honestly like a, it's, this has me thinking a little bit about one of our coworkers Nika likes listening to country music. I think I mentioned this in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And um we went out and did karaoke and she did Carrie Underwood's song about like you know destroying her ex cheating ex boyfriend's car. You know which one I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I took the uh, AK47 and killed his family and sent them to heaven.
0: Yeah, it's like that. And I remember yeah. like, her playing it. And I, was, <laughs> and I remember being like, oh, that's an interesting choice. Like, why? Like, is it ha ha funny? Like, you know, the fashion for fun thing that we've been talking about. And mm. I, I'm like, I don't really feel like I fucking get this joke. And then I was like, oh, she's actually from like South or South Virginia. I was like, mm. she has a West, Way... West Virginia. <laughs> West, she's not from West Virginia.
1: There's no South Virginia. There's but, Virginia, and then there's West Virginia.
0: She's from the <laughs> south of Virginia. Oh, okay. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she's uh. <laughs> so um, she <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I was like, so she actually probably does have like this like relationship that I imagine. Maybe I would have if I was from like the deep south of Atlanta or like deep south of uh, of uh, I'm sorry Alabama or Georgia. And I think you you have to have like a different relationship, probably also with country music, if you have that lived experience, because the nostalgia they're talking about is probably somewhat shared with your experiences.
1: I, I think there's some truth to that, but I mean, like what I was kind of like building up to in terms of like his this idea that like oh I'm going to be subversive is um. I think, like, you know, again, like following Reconstruction and like, uh, you know, following the Reconstruction, it was like the South blamed all its woes on the North. And then following uh, that and entering the Jim Crow era, it blamed all of its woes on, on Black people. Um, and then following, you know, after that, and then it was like the New Deal and they're like blaming all their woes on like fucking Roosevelt and like, you know, just add and fitted them. So I, I think there's like always been this sense that like the, the issues that they face are the fault of, of other people Mm. and there is this i think in the south there is this like shirking off of responsibility and chalking everything up to like being at the mercy of someone else um to and again like in a world where you know we're talking about especially in the south right now probably most heavily like they're they're literally even talking like this like enabling this attitude has led to the sort of decision making that leads lawmakers to feel like they need to like Limit voting rights or, like, restrict voting access because, like, if we don't do something, we're just going to get, we're just going to k- 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 keep getting taken advantage of. And it's just, like, I, I I don't know that you'll ever be able to talk them out of that if, if I don't know. Like, I, I guess, so, two-part question. Number one, do you think there's any semblance of truth to that or am I really reaching? What do you think?
0: <laughs> uh no, I think you, you draw like a pretty,
1: a pretty picture. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say, you. No, I think you draw like a pretty, pretty picture. <laughs> <laughs> I planted the seed. I'm sorry. You I did. planted the seed. A very pretty picture. Uh, no, of like, and I mean, especially when you're talking about like the history, like, the, you know, there's a through line there that you can follow that I think, you know, holds some water. Um, I do. I, I don't know. I wonder if this is like the same, like if there's like some of maybe the same thing that's happening when you're like well yeah they just blame everything on someone else like if you're just like well they all do this one thing as well uh, like if yeah. you know there's like the same like some generalize again generalizing yeah it's just like i don't know i mean on, on you know the fucking idea we talk about all the time you know there's like new there's so much nuance to this so it's but like what is if you only ever talk about nuance then you don't really get anywhere there's also like you need to paint with broad strokes sometimes to like finish mm. the canvas you know or whatever i'm sure there's yeah. like a, a better way I to actually make like that work. no i like that one a lot yeah you need
1: a to, to finish the canvas otherwise i mean otherwise what do you got pointillism
0: <laughs> so anyway uh yeah i don't know um going back to like whether or not like josh like if there's a if there's a way for a subversive artist to come through make like a bunch of hits and then like start like kind of undermining the legacy in some ways, like using the legacy of country to undermine its less favorable qualities. Do I think it's mm-hmm. possible? I I think it's happening actually in some ways already. Um, and I, and I, I will, I'll point to people like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it is. I think it has answered your own question. Uh, and I, 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 I will uh, just tack on real quick. Um, I'm pessimistic that it could happen, but uh, it'd be nice. It'd be nice mm. if more people like, you know, Josh started making country music.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I do know a lot of new country music is talking about other themes that generally were not included, including like involve, uh, expanding what can be considered air quotes country. And like in a mm. way that like it does i mean it is undermining it you know you're kind of ripping up the floorboards in some in some aspects but you're using those to build an amazing sunroom and it's really nice in there and you're definitely going to want to spend some time
1: (laughs) yeah and i mean uh, not to belabor the point too much but i do feel like i mean this is also like the history of country like this is what happened in the 60s and 70s right they were were tearing up the floorboards and they were like i mean bob dylan they were like claiming him you know like oh yeah he's one of us um and uh, like the you know the, the Americana as well, and then like in the eighties, they were like, no, back to the roots, back to the roots. <laughs> um, and they and they you know again like the, there was like the uh, the neo traditionalists, and uh, I I don't know may, maybe uh, will the cycle ever ever end? I think you know, but I think I think that is a good parallel to you know any culture, right? Like anytime you introduce new elements, you uh have that uh that fragment this section of the country that's like no uh return to like return to tradition like we're, we're straying from the ideals of the false. you know what I'm thinking like it literally you're gonna hate me in the back of my head the whole time I was like don't quote Hegel don't quote Hegel don't quote Hegel so Hegel talked about this of course. and well no he just uh, you know what no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it mm. I'm not gonna do it at all I'm Look not gonna this. talk about it. <laughs> I'm Evolution. Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lead us. I'm gonna be, I'm not gonna go back to my roots. I'm not gonna go back mm. to like uh, makeup camp and be like old oh, Hegel said. And we're gonna go to our favorite segment, How Brain, How Feel. But before we do, we're gonna
0: talk about our Patreon. So if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead, do it now. What are you do waiting it. for? We what are you o- waiting for? We only get better when there's more stuff of us to listen to uh, so good there's probably also like director's cuts of stuff that ian has done yes. completely on his own i've never seen our patreon and so i have no idea <laughs> what? what it looks like but <laughs> i'm pretty sure there's a lot of cool stuff there um there sarah is. broski will tell you all about it <laughs> on Hi, our <laughs> on our group chat <laughs> Anyway, uh, so uh, with that, How Brain, How Feel
1: Hello there, welcome to How Brain, How Feel I have to stop doing this Uh, Welcome to How Brain, How Feel Our favorite end of camp recap to see if and how our minds have changed Or if we've just become more convinced of our initial preconceptions Uh, Shay, in terms of the needle, did it budge? Did it stay put.
0: Uh okay, so has the needle moved? Um, so I'm gonna I'm going to say this. I cried today listening to a country music song. Wow, what uh, song? Uh it was Watching You by Rodney Atkins. I actually showed it to my girlfriend Stephanie, and uh, I was like, Stephanie, I heard this song. It made me tear up a little bit, and I want to show it to you. And uh so we put it on the our little Bluetooth speaker and in the living room and I uh, put it on and we kind of just like swayed back and forth it has like you know like a bobbing kind of beat to it so we're both bouncing back and forth listening to the song and the song is just really fucking touching about um a father like watching his son grow up and the son like taking pride in the relationship and just being like i want to be just like you like look I, I did this thing that you did like i've been watching you i want to be like you i'm your little fuckaroo one day look, i'm dad like, i
1: hit mom just like you
0: <laughs> honestly they they have like a well two things they're like oh i'm holding mom's hand just like you but then they're also just like look i talk to your imaginary friend just like you do i get down on my hands and knees and i cross my arms and i like talk to no one just like you do every night and i beg for, help. <laughs> <laughs> beg for help
1: dad i'm begging begging dad just like you <laughs>
0: just like you uh but no i did fucking i did cry um and uh, honestly, and not only that, there's been a couple songs where I'm like, this is a really fucking good song. And like, it honestly, like it does, it, it is like this nostalgia porn kind of vibe that comes out of this. Like it's, it, I mean, you feel it. Like I'm a fucking sucker for nostalgia. It's a, such an intense feeling for me. But to Josh's point uh, in, the, in everything he was talking about the merits of country music, there are some really, really beautiful songs in there. Like there inevitably there's themes that I fucking hate like guns, like the imperialism, racism, like implicitly. And like, you know, obviously I fucking hate that shit. Like honestly, like driving drunk, like shit like that. But like the songwriting is good. Like a lot of times the melodies really are super good. And like the aspects that they borrow from other popular music I really appreciate it. Like, like when you start hearing like a little bit of samba in like some of the, the 90s uh, country music I heard, I'm like, dude, I fuck with that. That sounds kind of cool. Or like they put like a little bit of funk in it. I'm like, fucking love that. Or like even goddamn Blake Shelton song, um, God's Country, hate the message. Really fucking hate the message, but like before we recorded today, you came on to the you know into the Zoom meeting. I had started. I was just like fucking singing along, like blasting some fucking God's Country by Blake Shelton, and it's like sounds like A Wall Nation, which I hate, uh, and a little bit like Nickelback, which you have to hate. So like there's like a, a a little bit of each in there, and like I don't know, like I don't hate that, but and I know I've been going on for a while, but I do want to say this one thing. No, you're fine. I. I'm afraid to say I like country music because I feel like it lumps me in with the fans of country music, and I hate those people. Like I've had so many experiences with the demographic that country music is actually geared towards that, like associating myself with the music that they, they, they listen to really upsets me. And knowing that it's also Trump's bases music makes me want to distance myself from it. But like, actually, as music, like a lot of it is is like pretty good. Um, notwithstanding trump themes like imperialism and the the rest and um the fans like my fucking high school bullies that listen to fucking you know like the fucking rednecks that like threw footballs at me in art class like fuck those guys you know um kyle grasso you're fucking listening i fucking hate you i've never forgiven you okay
1: (laughs) nice you know it's uh man I, I i i'm not gonna name drop because they're like <laughs> they're gonna guy, come after you <laughs> <laughs> no because this guy i still might i like he probably still lives in uh our hometown and uh he looks like he would kill me you know what i remind it of there was this it, i think if memory serves me correctly i believe there was a group of boys in my hometown called the whiteheads i'm not making that up And I think they died when they launched their truck off of a boat ramp into like the lake or something into the the St. John's river. I don't know, but I just remember hearing that they drowned and like, even, you know, what's so funny. I was like, (laughs) when I heard that story, my first thought was, fuck, that's country. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: hilarious. Um.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's not my final thought. I don't know why. Just, like, <laughs> you anyway, in with that, let's end the show. Yeah. You bring it up, Kyle Lasso, just reminded of <laughs> Kyle Grasso, of okay? He's, Grasso, not get, sorry. he's not
0: getting a pass because someone didn't Google him right.
1: <laughs> there, all right, there, and when I was in fifth grade, there was this kid named Kyle that tried to convince everyone. He was like way more advanced than everyone else. And like, he was talking about, uh, I think his older siblings were fucking with him. And he was talking about like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. We spit in each other's mouths. And we were like, Kyle, what the fuck? And like, he's like, yeah, that's what you do when you're in love. You guys wouldn't get it. I get it because I'm And I'm just like, I, A, I hope that was a lie. Because B, I really, I really hate the idea of like these fucking 10-year-olds spitting back and forth in each other's mouths because that's what they've been kissing is. Oh my God. That's country. So, Anyway, I know for me, honestly, man, I think, uh, I think country is like, yeah, it's a great story, storytelling genre. I think it was, I think, I think I'm sure there's still some of that that exists, but I think for the most part, it's largely become like a simulacrum and it's just like, it's a reflection of a reality that it was questionable to begin with, that nobody alive now has ever known. And, like, somehow managing to convince its vast audience that, like, not only has it been lost, but it was actually taken from them. And it was taken from them by, like, New York City and fucking, uh, like, trans people and China. And it's just, like, that's that's kind of what I get, where it's just, like, this, this is beautiful, but it's not real. And even, like, beautiful is a stretch, I, I guess. I mean, like, I don't know, like, the the story of the relationships are actually are actually very touching. Um He Stopped Loving Her Today by I think what is it, George Jones. That song, that song is amazing. You talk about a song that I that almost made me cry, like actively fighting back tears. Mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck, dude. This is really beautiful. Um and uh, dude, talk about you know what song I, I re-listened to that I forgot about, and like I actually did, I like remembered my life at the period when I was like listening to this song was, um, oh god, what was it? It was uh, he, who's the guy that looks like Tommy Lee Jones? Johnny Cash. It was Johnny Cash's cover of uh, hurt, pain. Mm.
0: Yeah, hurt by yeah, Nine Inch
1: Nails. Hurt. Oh my fucking god, dude. Mm. Like that, that song, man, she's his version of it. Yeah. Fuck. So I will say this country music really knows how to tap into relatable pain. I think, I think a lot of pop, I think a lot of like indie taps into the abstract emotion, like the abstract idea of pain, of loss, of love country without that affectation just tells you exactly what happened and you know sometimes it's not all totally there but enough is there to be like fuck man this happened to me and this sucked dude And you are nailing this right now you know Mm,
0: yeah i do i do i love that and i i mean that's definitely been my experience with like the 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 music i've been listening to like the last couple days really what i've been hearing is um greatest hits I've been listening to a lot, just a lot of great, mm. I'm like, I want to know like, what's just the best you have to offer me. Um, and because of that, I kind of want to push back a little bit on your final thoughts. Um, no. Just to.
1: on <laughs> the show. Just to, Bye everyone. Just to have it on the Bye, record. Bye everyone. Thanks for so, tuning in this week. <laughs> uh, oh, go ahead. All right, go ahead.
0: You know, and because and, I think I was definitely agreeing with you about like the, the reflection of a reality that never existed. You know, like you've mm. created like a memory that just wasn't. Um, because I, in my at least in my experience of the last week I don't while I while they talk about nostalgia a lot of this nostalgia was like no this was like definitely a lived experience and oftentimes it was like my lived experience even even like you know like they just like talk about those things where I'm just like this like I relate to this and they don't many songs don't allude to like the good old days like in the way that like I think that really upsets you and me because we're because when to the point where we're like When were those good old days? Like, tell me exactly, Mm. you know, like the point that you and and even Josh made in the interview, which is like, what decade exactly are you talking about? You know, because obviously each decade has its own like horrors that were neglected.
1: I think I'm also speaking to like the nationalism too, because it's funny, Mm. man. If you ask, if you ask, I feel like these people, like, because there are the people that are, I don't want to say embarrassed, uh, critical of the United States and like they have plenty of things that they want to like point out or whatever. When you ask other people, like when you ask really nationalist people, like, what is it that you love so much about this country? Like, one of the things they'll point to is like, oh, like, you know, like, uh, our president was a black man. Like, we've got diversity. And, but like, it's like you hate diversity. Like, you absolutely hate this about your country. Like, you're actively trying to make sure that you don't have to see it. That's why you live in a gated white community. Um so I think, I think I'm think i speaking to that and I'm speaking more of like the, like the nationalism and God, man, you know what I'm reminded of? And I think, honestly, dude, I think this is a problem and I think it needs to stop being perpetuated because if it doesn't stop being perpetuated, we'll never correct it. We'll just keep going on this course where we're dumping at like the fucking uh, military budget will just be like $2 trillion every year. But uh, I remember when I was watching that documentary, there was this country mu- musician singer and I think she was an actor with like her two sons. And in the Vietnam War, I think one was enlisted and then one uh died in combat. Wow. And the one who was enlisted like was so traumatized by his brother's death, he ended up committing suicide. So, toward the end of the Vietnam War, uh there was a protest group and they stopped at her house and they were like, uh, you know, ma'am, we just wanted to see if you would like to join us. Um because you know, we know what happened to your son and we thought that maybe you would be interested in coming with us to protest the Vietnam War. And her response was like, my son died, so you have the freedom to protest the Vietnam War. And it's like, I'm sorry, that is factually incorrect. Like that is not what the Vietnam War was about, like in any way, shape or form. Like nobody in Vietnam was fighting for our freedom. Nobody in Iraq was fighting for is fighting for our freedom. Nobody in Afghanistan is fighting for our freedom. We are literally there to enrich the military industrial complex. And any, anything that you tell yourself otherwise is fucking false. And I think that like a, a, a genre that perpetuates nobility in that is doing more harm than good every time they encourage someone of high school age to think that it's good to fight in a pointless war. So it's like I think that's the mythology that i'm I'm really like angry about, and I think needs to go the fuck away mm. so. You're right though. I mean like the, the relationship thing that's, I think, I think that's real. I think the storytelling aspect is beautiful, but when I think about country music's problem, it's that problem. And it's a big problem. I'm
0: really glad you clarified. Uh, Because, yeah, I I think you're absolutely right. There's definitely- Well, you're right too.
1: You're right too. I didn't mean it. I hope I didn't make it seem like I was jumping down your throat because I'm not, but I'm like- (laughs) Not at all. Here it comes!
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I love seeing you uh, passionate about it, Ian, uh, because it's something you know a lot about. You're such a good and smart boy and we love you so very much.
1: I, l- I love that I said this in a fucking SpongeBob square pant. I look like I look like Jimmy Buffett on his way. I already made the Jimmy Buffett sex tourism thing. I got to make a different one. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, our friend Charlie just said I can't make any more p- jokes because of the YouTube algorithm. So something something Jimmy Buffett at a school function.
0: P- out. Uh, also, we'll it was those out, Charlie. It was uh it was John Schmeg who said that. Big sorry john
1: schmeg. Sorry, john schmeg
0: sorry John <laughs> big fan of the show okay um well i think that is all we have you can tell because our featured artist for this week has already queued up so without any further ado if you are watching again go listen to our spotify playlist but if you're listening prepared for the sultry sounds of the jerichos with even if you are a cactus
3: it was
1: Education would like to thank you, the listener, for listening. To hear interviews and other bonus content in its entirety, become a monthly supporter and join our Patreon, where you'll get access to those and tons of other fun goodies. Here at Camp, we love talking over great
0: music. If you want to hear more amazing music like the song you just heard, then follow our playlist on Spotify.
1: We hope you enjoyed this camp as much as we did. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere else. And don't forget to stay tuned for our next camp where... We ask the question, is Disney evil? We think it is. We hope you do too.